Welcome to the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. On this podcast, you will feel empowered to release the feelings of shame, trauma, isolation, and sense of loss that can often come from a difficult marriage, painful breakup, and divorce. You will be given the insights and inspiration you need to love yourself fiercely, be sure of your worthiness, and to handle the challenges of post-divorce life with strength and humor. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Love and Life After Divorce. I am your host, Tiffany Kane, and I am here with you today with a really fascinating topic, once again, brought to you by one of our listeners. This listener um, sent me a DM and said she would really like to know more about why we stay in a bad marriage, in a bad relationship, when we know we should leave. We know that it's not good for us and we should leave. So that's what we're going to be discussing more of today. I did want to start Tiffany's titillating talks with a review that one of our wonderful listeners left on Apple Podcasts. So thank you so much. This is from AB1204. She left five stars. Thank you so much. And this one is about, this review is about the Kill the Unicorns, Kill the Unicorns episode, which was episode four with Janine Verso. This was a great episode. So what she says is, I love this episode with Tiffany and Janine. I thought about Janine's words for hours after and have written them down to remember. When you know who you really are, nobody can poke holes in that. Love it. I will try to remember it when someone's words cause me self-doubt. Many other great lessons in this episode, too. Thank you both. She left a heart, flowers, and a music note emoji. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much. Once again, I love reading these reviews. I read them all the time. And my whole goal in doing this podcast is to connect with other people to support and empower women going through a really difficult time and just to be there with you. That's, that's my whole goal. And so when you um, leave messages back, then it, it definitely makes my heart sing to know that I'm connecting with people. So thank you. All right. So on to today's topic of why do we stay why do we stay? We know things are rough. We know things are terrible. And yet we stay. Oh my goodness. So when the listener left this message for me and asked this question, it really resonated with me. I was in my marriage for 19 years. We were together 19, married for 15. And if I'm being honest, there were lots of red flags when I was dating where I probably should have left, but I was so young and so naive and so innocent. I didn't quite realize they were red flags and I didn't trust myself enough to know that, yeah, these were red flags. I just thought, you know, when you love somebody, you forgive them. Nobody's perfect and you move through and there's enough love to make up for it and there's enough good times to make up for it. And that kind of continued to be the, re the, the refrain going through my marriage. Well, there's enough good times to make up for the bad. There's enough good things happening to make up for the bad. But 
That's really not how life and love should be. <laughs> there should be lots of good times. And yeah, there's going to be bad times, but those bad times shouldn't be um, somebody personally being bad to you, right? Like there is a difference between going through hardships, maybe financial hardships, or you lost your job, or somebody is sick, or you you lost somebody you love to death, and grieving is hard. And so you're going to go through hard times, but if you can support each other through it, then then that's good. It's when the other person is purposely hurting you. And maybe they're hurting you with their words or their actions or their infidelity or um, financially or things like that where it's a, a purposeful harm, then that's when we should leave, right? And and we we kind of know, we know when we're like, yeah, this isn't good. I, I shouldn't be here anymore. I should leave. And yet we stay. So I was fascinated with this topic. Like I said, I was with my ex for 19 years. Why did I stay? Why? Such a good question. So I did some research and I found a great article in Psychology Today by um, Dr. Frederick Newman. And it was titled, Why People in a Bad Marriage Stay Married. <laughs> I was like, well, that's pretty much, <laughs> couldn't find a more perfect <laughs> connection to the topic today. And he listed a, a whole bunch of reasons. But there was one reason that really stuck, stood out to me. So some of his reasons are, you know, we're hopeful. We're hopeful that things aren't really as bad as we think they are. Uh, sometimes it comes from not trusting yourself. Is it really this bad? Am I just making it up? Am I just being sensitive right now? Uh, I think we can work this out. And so sometimes we work really hard to salvage something that isn't salvageable. Now. This is different than we're going through hard times and with help and with therapy and with working together, we absolutely can salvage this. I'm talking about times that they really aren't salvageable when it's somebody's character that really can't be changed. So in my case, my, my partner was uh, mentally and emotionally abusive and we just weren't good together. I didn't bring out good things in him and he didn't bring out good things in me. And he's much healthier without me now. And I am so much healthier without him now. So that wasn't something that could be fixed. He enjoyed pushing my buttons and poking and prodding at me and hurting me. I, I quite literally asked him one day, do you enjoy this? Is this fun? Is me being like this fun for you? You know, at that point, I, I think I was sobbing and crying and just so overwhelmed. And it was so awful. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I do enjoy it. And that that was one of those days where I was like, oh, <laughs> this isn't going to work. So we're hopeful uh, mainly because we don't trust ourselves, right? Uh, another thing this doctor heard often was, well, we're staying together for the sake of the children, right? How many, raise your hands, raise your hand. How many of you have said, oh, we're staying together for the sake of the children. We don't want to raise the children in a broken home. When in reality, a dysfunctional marriage is way more broken than two healthy parents living their best life on their own, right? That's not broken. That's healthy and whole. A dysfunctional marriage is what's broken 
that's what breaks a family. That's what destroys the psyche of everybody in the family, including the children. Some people told the doctor that it was money. And that's a very real issue, isn't it? That, um, you know, if you're a stay-at-home parent, then um, how, how are you going to have the money to leave and to support yourself after? So that's, that's a real issue. That's something to think about. Um, the idea of moving. Uh, you may love your neighborhood, love your home, love where you live, love your neighbors. And the whole idea of if we get divorced, we have to move and start over. And that's very difficult. Uh, I know that was something difficult for me. We had lived in the same house for about 15 years. That was my home. I'd remodeled it, um, you know, raised my children in it. And the idea of leaving it was really difficult and really painful. But I did. And I started over and I survived it. And I live in a beautiful place now on the water. And I'm so happy. Um, attachment to friends. And family, as many of you know, when you go through divorce, you are going to lose some friends. There are people that can't handle it. There will be people that will side with your spouse. There will be things. Um, you're going to lose people. You just do. You just do. And that's a painful thought. Um, what really helped me with that is knowing people come in and out of your life for reasons. And sometimes they come in your life and they're close and they're wonderful and they help you. And then it's time for them to say goodbye. And, and that's okay. That's life is shifting and changing. And as you shift and change, then the people may not fit in your life anymore. And you don't want people in your life that aren't going to be there for you and aren't going to support you. And so, yeah, when you leave a bad marriage, you lose people. The family. <laughs> Yeah, I was with my ex for um, 19 years, so his family was my family. Um, his grandparents were my grandparents. I called them grandma and grandpa. His mom and dad were my mom and dad. I, you know, called them my mom and dad. Um, it's it's tough because yeah, you lose the family. So hopefully, if everybody can be really healthy, then those relationships, while they change and shift can stay positive relationships. And there's plenty of people where that has happened. Um, and sometimes they don't. In my case, my, my ex-in-laws, um, they don't like me. <laughs> I left their precious son. And so they have a lot of animosity toward me. Um, so, right, that's fine. That's where they're at. And that's okay. I love them and I will love them forever. Um, they are grandparents to my children and they are lovely grandparents and they treat my children in a wonderful way and I will always speak positively about them. But there is a definite loss there. Um, and so I'm not going to lie to you guys, you know, that that's hard. And so when people stay in a bad marriage because they're afraid of that loss, I get it. I understand. It's It's hard. Um, <laughs> one of the things he had on his list is the evil, you know, is better than the evil you don't know. So many people have this fear of the unknown and say, okay, I know what my situation is like right now. I know what I'm dealing with right now. I know whether it's infidelity or, um, 
just we just aren't getting along, we've grown apart, or it's there's lots of fighting, or whatever the situation is, I know this. I I deal with this. I've got um, coping mechanisms in place for these bad things that I'm going through right now. What if I end this marriage and it's only worse out there? Right. Like the grass isn't greener out there. And what if it's so much more terrible and I never find anybody else to love and I'm alone for the rest of my life? And what if it's all so much more terrible out there? And so that's, you know, it's a valid fear. It's it's the fear of the unknown. You don't know what's out there. I can tell you that um, there's good and bad out there. There just is. And you'll find the good you will. And so it's okay. You can, you can leave a bad marriage. There will be good, but it's hard. The, the thought of change is so difficult. The one I really wanted to focus on today though, the, the one thing he listed that made me pause and stop and think was he said, loneliness, that people were afraid of being lonely. And so they would stay in a bad marriage because they didn't want to be lonely. Wow. Does that one get you guys at your core as much as it gets me at my core? That fear of being alone is, it's a true fear. That's a valid fear. That's a fear at your core. If I leave this marriage, will I ever have people again? Will I have somebody, if I am sick and I need to be taken care of, will there be somebody there to take care of me? If I have something to celebrate, will there be somebody to celebrate with me? Um, Will I have anybody to snuggle with at night? Will I have anybody to watch corny movies with or bad reality TV? Will I have anybody to talk with about current events and the things that concern me? Will I have anybody? And so that loneliness, that's... That's a big one. That's a big one. And that fear of loneliness is what I really want to help you guys with. This is why I created the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. This is why I've created my membership group. Because I want to help with that loneliness. I want to help you feel like you have a community, like you have people And like you have a support system around you to help you have the confidence and the self-love and all of those things that you need to be able to move forward and say yes to the things that will allow you to build new people in your life that will allow you to be less afraid of that change. And that was something I really needed after my divorce I found it in, in different ways. I I joined a cycling club and um, we met every Saturday and it was a bunch of amazing women. And we went, we would cycle 35, 45 miles um, all around Southern California. And it, it felt really good. I had a community, I had people around me and these were women who had gone through all kinds of crazy things and hearing their stories inspired me and helped me. But... It wasn't entirely that, you know, not all of them had been through divorce, not all of them were single mothers, not all of them had experienced the things that I had experienced. Um, So while I had community, it wasn't mm, quite the community I needed. 
I was the first one of my friends to be divorced. And so while I did um, create stronger connections with some of my friends, I found new friends. Um, I still was kind of the only one that was divorced. Interestingly enough, now, seven years later, there's quite a lovely community of divorced women surrounding me um, that got divorced after me. And I was able to, you know, be a support system for them as they went through it. And um, so I do feel fully supported now and, and hopefully they do too. But that's a thing. You know, it was something that I really wanted. And so I created a membership group to give us all a space where we can feel supported, where we will feel less lonely, where you know there's somebody else that's going through the things that you're going through, the awful challenges with family court, the dealing with lawyers and mediators, those terrible conversations that you have to have with people in your circle that may not totally understand divorce, um, you know, that, that say hurtful things to you. Maybe they don't mean to, maybe they think they're being helpful, but it still hurts. Um, of just going through the ickiness with, um, co-parenting and, and the challenge, like there's just so many challenges with co-parenting that people that aren't divorced don't get, um, challenges with friends, you know, friends that invite you over and say, Hey, come hang out. And you're like, well, it's my kid weekend. So I kind of hang out with my kids all my weekend and they don't understand it. And they're like, well, why can't you be with us anymore? They don't understand how hard it is to not be with your kids 50% of the time. And so that when you have them, you're going to spend the time with them. You know, it's, it's hard. If people aren't in it, they don't get it. So this community, our Love and Life After Divorce membership group, I call us the Law Lads. <laughs> Love and Life After Divorce, Law Lad. We're the Law Lad membership group, or maybe we'll call us the Lala's. I don't know. We'll find a name. Together, we'll find a name. But it's a membership group where we all get to be together. Now, the membership group has a very small, very small fee. Um, and the purpose for it to have a very small fee is just, I find that, and studies have shown that when people invest in themselves, they're just more engaged in their learning and their growth. And even a small symbolic investment creates that um, engagement and that desire to grow. And so our membership does have a very small investment. Um, it's, I'll put all the details down below. It's uh, less than $50 for the entire year. I think it's $49 for the entire year. And so you get a whole year and, um, we get to hang out together and be together and have book clubs in the group and um, share stories and support each other. We'll have weekly challenges. We'll have um, weekly check-ins with each other. I'll, I'll be in the group a lot talking to you guys, workshops and just all kinds of fun things that we can do together, meetups, things of that sort. So I hope that you guys will join the membership group and feel supported, feel less lonely and feel like you have a community. Please feel free to um, leave me a message on my Instagram, come into my DMs, leave me a message and tell me what kind of things you would like in the membership group. What would make it a really fun place for you to be? I really want to make it a place that 
feels good to you. That feels like, all right, I feel supported. I feel empowered. These are my people. These, these people get me and that's what I want for you. I hope you all have a really beautiful day. I've enjoyed being here with you and I look forward to next time we chat together on Tiffany's Titillating Talks. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. If anything resonated with you in the podcast, I would love to hear about it. Please DM me on my Instagram at Tiffany Kane. Also, if this podcast makes you think of a friend that could benefit from hearing this message of support and empowerment, please share it with her. And remember, this podcast is sponsored by the Love and Life After Divorce membership group, We would be so thrilled to have you join. Have a beautiful day. And remember, of course, it's all about you. Hashtag self-love.